Hi, and welcome to the Your Purpose is Calling podcast, conversations with Christians who are finding their purpose, redefining work, and changing their world. I'm your host, Don Sadler. Have you ever had a passion for something and wondered if God could use that for kingdom purpose? Well, my guest today, Stephanie Shilo, certainly has. Stephanie left full-time ministry in Florida when she felt God calling her to new opportunities in New York City. It was while Stephanie was exploring the city in search of the best desserts that she found more than a passion. She found a new purpose. Today, Stephanie is the founder of Dessert Tours NYC. In today's episode, Stephanie shares her journey of discovering how leaning in to the authentic person that God designed her to be helped her to find her calling. But first, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Counterculture Christian Business Conference in New York City. For more information, visit counterculturenyc.com. And now, let's meet Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Don. Thanks for having me. So for anyone who is listening who does not yet know who you are, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Stephanie Shilo, and I am the founder of Dessert Tours NYC, which is a tour company here in the city that does tours throughout. Right now we're doing Soho, and it's a mix of a little bit of sightseeing through Soho and dessert tasting along the way. Wow. How did you get interested in that? Uh, so, well, dessert has always been a love of mine, so that was an easy thing. Uh, but when I moved to New York City, I was just taken aback by the beauty that is the food world here. It's yeah. like nothing I've ever experienced. So I would just sort of wander at night. When I came home from work, I'd walk the streets. I was um, in West Village of all wonderful places. Mm-hmm. And discovered these little bakeries along the way. And so it really was more of a hobby. It was a fun way to see the city. I would usually scout out a bakery I wanted to try and then just navigate getting there through any means possible, which was really fun. And I learned a lot about the city that way. And so it was just, honestly, it was really just a passion. It was fun. It was a hobby. And I just did it on my weekend time, wandered around and tried new desserts. What a great way to get to know the city. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So one of the things that I really am fascinated uh, by in your story is that a lot of people, uh, maybe they own a business or they work um, in a non-ministry position and they have a heart for ministry and then they end up going into ministry. But you were actually in full-time ministry before you started this company, right? I was, yes. So tell us a little more about that. Sure. So I was, yeah, full-time in ministry, and I absolutely loved my job. I I was a part of a fantastic uh, church, and I loved doing what I was doing. I had no desire to leave. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it wasn't even remotely on my radar when an opportunity presented itself to move to New York City. And in that process, I... I fought a lot um, because I, I was so happy where I was. And after a, like a week of sleepless nights, I mm. finally realized that God needed me here for whatever reason. And so I started praying about what that transition would be like for me because very early on 
it was evident that a job in ministry would not be an option in New York City. I knew that I would have to find something else. And I had no idea what that looked like. You know, I had been doing this for so long. I had been out of my previous career for long enough that it wasn't really an option to go back into it. Uh, and so I was kind of just in this really weird place and began praying through, like, God, what is it in New York? What is it that you have there? And one of the things I felt really clearly was that God was saying, you know what, you're going to have an opportunity to go back into the secular market uh, and work with non-believers. Mm. And I realized at that moment, like I had been surrounded for years by nothing but Christians. Mm. And it was wonderful. But I realized I could not, I would have been hard pressed to find two names in my life that I had a relationship with that weren't Christian. And I realized it had been that long, probably since I had even brought someone to church that didn't believe. It was really um, this bubble that I had found myself in and didn't even realize it. And so this move to New York, um, he really laid it on my heart that this would be an opportunity for me to live out my faith in a totally unique way, a totally different way than I had been for many years. And uh, that excited me. I, mm. you know, I, 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 that was really the turning point that I was like, gosh, New York could be really great. Because I knew if I stayed where I was, I, was I, would not, I would never have found another job where I was. I loved where I was so much. Yeah. And so God really had to take me kind of out of that comfort zone to a place uh, where I would recognize that there was something else he needed me to do. So, Wow. Wow. Um, so you came to New York. You knew that you were going to do something new. Um, you were exploring the city um, and all these dessert places, which is a fantastic idea. Um, but when you first came here, you didn't really know that this was going to be the, the business you were going to start, oh, right? Oh, no, definitely not. This was not even, a, not even a glimmer of hope for this one. I... I came to New York with a full-time job, and yeah. so I was doing that during the day, and then at night, I was just exploring. I just wanted to see the city. I wanted to see it all, and so I walked a lot, <laughs> and that's when, you know, I, like, I started seeing these, and then on the weekends, I would explore bakeries, but it, like I said, it was a hobby for years. So yeah, no, I had no idea that this would be a business whatsoever. I, I had a full-time job that I enjoyed very much. Um, and this was just a hobby. It was a weekend adventure, you know? And honestly, leading up to this point, I'd always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, if you will. I mean, from the time I was young. And yeah. to the point where, like, I had so many ideas that my family at this point was just like, I roll. Okay, great. <laughs> Stephanie has another idea. Fantastic. And I've pulled them into some of them. So this was a common thread for me to have new ideas, you know? And so... I actually held it back for a long time out of just yeah. that fear of like, oh my gosh, I have another idea. This is, it, 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 after a while it gets frustrating. I'm like, I have so many, people aren't going to take me seriously. I have so many ideas all the time. And so I just journaled about it. I just yeah. wrote it down. I kept it to myself. In fact, at that point, it still wasn't even a business idea. It was just something I enjoyed doing. Yeah. And I had no idea what that could look like as a business. Um, so yeah, it was really a process of, I would say years into this, when I reviewed what I had written in my journal over the first few years I was in New York, when I discovered it had come up so frequently that it was clear God was doing something. Like yeah. it just what, you know, when I wrote this one, I remember one night I was writing in my journal, 
frustrated at where I was because I wasn't as happy at work anymore. And I, I felt like there was a shift coming and I didn't know what it looked like. And I still found myself with multiple business ideas, but nothing was really settling in my, in my soul. Yeah. I just like didn't feel right about any of it. And so I flipped through my journal and I mean, for the two years I was here, there was multiple entries about mm. just the, what I had discovered and how could I share that? And like, I had been thinking about it, but didn't even realize I was thinking about it. You know, God had been planting seeds all along. And that was that aha moment where I'm like, okay, there's something here that I need to at least explore. Yeah. It was really, it was definitely a God aha moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about so many questions that come out of this. There's so many interesting parts of your story. I think, um, I know community played such an important part, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But um, one of the things that, that comes up a lot in these conversations is um, people kind of struggle with um, an idea that maybe seems like, oh, this is, you know, a, a dessert tours. Is this big enough? You know, what can God do with this? This doesn't feel serious enough to be something that God can use um, to minister to people, or um, or to, or you know, just as a, as a ministry or as, as as something that He puts in our hands to fulfill our purpose. Yeah. Did you struggle with that? Was that a thought for you? Oh, How did you I work ever. through that? <laughs> yes, that's an understatement. Yeah, I'm, I think that's why it stayed in my journal for two years, honestly. Yeah. But without a doubt, that was probably one of the biggest hurdles was recognizing that the idea had some validity and that it could impact the kingdom in some way. Because yeah. in reality, when you look at it, it's it's a dessert tour. I mean, it is fun and silly and slightly ridiculous and all of those things, which actually I am. So <laughs> I think, and, I mean, and if I'm being honest, that's really what, that's what clicked. You know, yeah. it was like, these things are all true. It is silly and slightly ridiculous. And so am I, you know, yeah. like this reflects who I am. Mm. And that was that moment where I was like, you know, I, I recognize this isn't going to have massive kingdom impact necessarily, but me walking in what God had, how God has designed me would bring him the most glory mm. and him the most honor. Like I, when I recognized that me being me, and using the gifts and the talents that he had given me was going to be the most effective at honoring him. I was like, okay, that I can work with, you know, because right. I had, I had, I had been trying to force a way to spiritualize it. You know, mm -hmm. I was like how maybe a portion goes back to a certain organization. Oh, of course, all things I would love to do someday, but yeah. I was trying to make it so that it seemed somehow spiritual. And in the end I was like, you know what? God made me silly and a little bit childlike in my love of desserts. And, and I, I realized that when I, when I would even share with my friends, like I was so excited, like there's yeah. something I just was a totally different person. I'm like, that's because this is what God has put in me. Like he's wired me this way. And so when I walk in this and when I own this, it, it's really a reflection of his character in me, you know, that yeah. portion of his character that he's placed in me. And so that was, that was a turning point without a doubt, because there was a lot of struggle with yeah. like, this is not, this can't actually be a God thing. I mean, it's dessert, but, uh, he works in really fun ways. Yeah. <laughs> and so understanding that 
was a huge key for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so community was a really big part of this for you yeah. too, right? Tell oh, us absolutely. more about that. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, like I said, I had lots of ideas yeah. and I just wasn't feeling settled about any of them, but I had entrepreneurs in my life. And at the time that all of this was sort of starting, I also was part of a, a, a community group of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I remember bringing to that group an idea that I had in my heart. That was a great idea. Could have been a lot of fun. But in the process of walking through the steps uh, of this group, um, it wasn't feeling like it was really taking, there was something missing, you know? Yeah. And so it was, it's funny, it wasn't until the last night of that group that I randomly shared this idea. And in a matter of like 30 minutes, I had all this like great feedback. Everyone was so excited. And I had been a part of this group for weeks. And it wasn't until this last group where I felt like there was something that connected, yeah. you know, in me and in the people I was speaking to, you know? And so that moment was so I, like you need you need a little bit of that like confirmation if you will when you know it's a god thing i mean feedback will come in lots of different ways and you don't always have to take it all yeah but there is an element of like connectedness when you know that you're with a group of people that care about you and and can see god in your vision and your passion you know it was really powerful it was really powerful to have that immediate um click because like i said it felt like a frivolous idea. It felt yeah. like, and I, being a dessert lover, struggled with the idea. Like, would other people want to go and eat five desserts in two hours? <laughs> like, is that actually a thing? Yes. Yes. And so I was so surprised when I said it out loud and immediately everyone in the room was like, oh my gosh, I would do that. And I was like, really? Yeah. You know, it was such a, a like, a, a more aha moment. Lots of aha moments in this process. But that was one that was like, okay, so other people might actually want to do this too. Yeah. And that helped me kind of bring some practical steps around what had seemed like a very abstract idea up until that point. So, I mean, community was everything. And then, you know, my business is really a lot of, up until now, all of my tours have been my people, you know, yeah. people who I know and love, and they've really been the ones that have poured in the, the most. Yeah. I think that's good. And I also think that, um, because I, and probably a lot of people listening can really relate to, you know, what you said earlier about, you know, your family and it feels like you've got one idea after another idea, but I feel like, you know, just as you said in your community group, you started with one idea, but it was through the process of talking that yeah. through that you found this other one. And I think that all of those ideas that we have, it doesn't mean that those aren't also God ideas. Yeah. It might be just like a breadcrumb thing, Absolutely. right? Like I'm pursuing this idea and somehow this directs me and just kind of trusting that, that God's directing you, even when it feels to everyone else that you're just kind of yeah, jumping, you're just kind from, of jumping one. from one thing to the, absolutely. No, I think each and every one teaches you a little bit more yeah. about what ultimately is to come. And there's, when you're trying to jump off and start your own business, there's so many elements of that. Like there's the first step and the next, like you're taking it a step at a time and it's all a faith thing. And so having lots of ideas, sharing them, moving through that ideation process over and over. It's like stretching a muscle, you know, yeah. and the more you do it, the more, you know, that doesn't feel right, yeah. you know, or okay, that feels good, you know? And so 
it helps you kind of navigate when you're onto an idea that it might not be a bad idea. It's just not where you're at right now for whatever reason, you know, yeah. and it may come back around. Who yeah. knows? But you can kind of navigate over time, like where you're feeling like this could actually be, a, you know, the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also what you said that I love is just paying attention to what you're passionate about. Right. Yeah. I feel like I always hear my, my dad was a depression baby and I always hear him in my head. Work is supposed to be work. It's not supposed <laughs> to be fun. That's why it's called work. And, um, but those desires that God gives us, no matter what they are, just kind of tapping into that Absolutely. and recognizing that and allowing the people around you to recognize it in you yeah. and kind of speak to it. Do you think that was an important part of your story yeah, as well? Absolutely. Yeah. A community and there's different levels of community. You know, I had this group who really had just met me and were able to be um, able to give advice based on just what I had presented, you know, but then I had other community who people who had known me for decades, you know, and so when those two worlds kind of collide and you realize that people that hear your vision and your passion get it and then the people who know you and know that this fits get it and like all of these things line up, you're like, okay, it feels like, you know, we're moving on to something, but yeah, it's, it's, it's important that the people who know you and know what you're good at and know what you're passionate about, that it matches yeah. what you're trying to sell, if you will, you know, that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So, um, so you started, you got this idea, you decided to start the company, you launched the company. <laughs> Um, you felt like this was something that God was calling you to. So naturally you just <laughs> launch it and everything went rosy, right? right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only, mm -hmm. uh, but that is not the case. Um, I had, you know, there's this, uh, when you launch quote unquote launch, right? You hit that live button yeah. and suddenly you're out for the world and nothing happens. You right. know, it's right. like, that's the reality of launching. Uh, so yeah, the website, I mean, the website was probably live for months before I did anything, but I really, I took my first two tour groups out, which was amazing. They were dear friends of mine and they really helped me get started. Uh, but after that you are faced with some tours that don't get booked, you yeah. know? And so things that just don't pan out the way you want. I had one tour, there's a part of the tour where the food actually gets delivered and it didn't get done in time and it didn't make it to little things started mm -hmm. falling through the cracks that I had tried to plan so hard for. And it's easy to think in those moments, like, okay, this isn't actually meant to be, you know, this isn't, people aren't actually going to come. I've done two tours. Those are the two tours worth of people that wanted to do this. There can't possibly be more people waiting in line for this because no one's signing up, but it's, uh, part of me, you know, it's, it's part of the process in a way that you, to step out in starting your own business, there's this initial fear of failure. Like, what's mm -hmm. that going to look like? What's, yeah. what's going to happen if I fall on my face? You know? And then you get out there and it happens yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm actually okay. Yeah. I'm going to survive this. Yeah. You know, like this isn't a worst case scenario, right. I, you know? Okay. I had a tour that didn't book up. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to the next tour. You're like, yeah. so there's, there's kind of that realization that my worst fears of quote unquote failure are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you know you're walking in something that God's placed on your heart, ultimately it's just one next step into the, what he has to come. You know, yeah. it's like a learning process. 
So, of course, there have been some letdowns and some struggles and some things that didn't go as well as I had hoped. But I'm okay. And I'm going to do another tour. And we're going to move on. You know? Like, you you keep going. And that's really... It's part of the fun. Yeah. To some extent. One of the things that comes up over and over in these podcasts um, is that when things get really rough... I've heard people say over and over, I didn't give up because I knew God was in this, Mm. or I didn't give up because I knew this was where God had me and I didn't give up. And I think that that's maybe a key difference between a Christian entrepreneur and somebody who doesn't have that level of faith or belief, um, that, that even though it's not perfect, Mm. um, just the act of obedience of saying yes to what God is calling us to means that we can persevere. Do you find that that's true? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, one of the things that I was, when I was moving to New York, Mm -hmm. I, there were so many practicalities of the move that just didn't make sense. I was like, how's this going to happen? How's this going to happen? I mean, I was going crazy. And at one point, as I was praying about the whole process, God said, you don't get to know all the answers. You you don't get it all, you know? And I was like, okay. And there was some peace in that, in knowing that, you know what? I don't know what's coming next. You know, when you when you hit a wall and you think, oh my goodness, have I gone down the wrong way? You know, God's like, no, I got you. Like, yeah. this is okay. You don't get to know every step of this process. I just need you to trust. I just need you to say yes to this one thing. Yeah. And then you'll get some more, you'll have more questions and that's okay. Yeah. And I'll give you the answer that you need in the moment that you need it. You know, yeah. like you'll get that answer. So I definitely think there's, there's a level of trust in jumping off of a cliff with a God idea, you know, yeah. and knowing that at each level, he's going to catch you. You know, you're going to keep jumping off cliffs. Like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much going to be the rest of your life right, as you walk right. down this road. Um, but over time, it gets a, a little bit easier to jump. You know, yeah. you learn a little bit faster that God's got it. And I, I can't imagine what it uh, what it would be like to, to jump into this world of entrepreneurship mm. and not have that safety net, not knowing that, like, God is for you. God has gone before you. He's laid right. this on your heart. He's equipped you. He's even prepared the people uh, beforehand that you're going to come in contact with. I mean, yeah. it's a huge, a huge piece of the puzzle that knowing that God has laid it on your heart and has ordained your steps, you know, yeah. and really going before you in that. Yeah, that's so great. So you, um, you left ministry, you started a business and I know that you still have such a heart for ministry. I know that's a big part of your life um, in how you serve, just how you are um, in the world. And so I'm wondering, uh, as you run these dessert tours, what does ministry look like practically? I mean, I'm guessing you're not saying, here's a cupcake. Now, do you want to follow Jesus? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. I... Uh... Gosh, it's actually really fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really fun to be around people who don't know, and not that everyone on my tour is non-Christian, but I think that um, doing things with excellence is really my, like, my goal, um, because it really is such a great witness when you can prepare for the people who are coming in a tangible way, and 
So I've I've started doing goodie bags for our tour, and mm. it has some fun things that they'll need on the tour. And for me, that's just like, a, hey, you know what? I I knew you were coming. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I was expecting you, and I thought this might be helpful, you know? And so it's just this little token, this symbol of like, um, I care. Yeah. And part of the element of the tour that I want to instill and create is a, a community. You know, yeah. I'm trying to get this, this idea that for these two hours, you're part of a fun group that yeah. wants to have dessert and see the city. And um, doing that with excellence, letting them know I care, making sure I'm prepared to welcome them into that time and that space, you know, that hospitality edge, if you will, um, is really then the one way that I feel like I can be witnessing without obviously, you know, opening up the Bible in front of with the cupcake on the table. Um, <laughs> because it is hard. I mean, there's, you want so badly for it to be a really clear, tangible way and, you know, to share. But honestly, I think excellence speaks volumes, you know, like I said, just letting them know that they're thought of, you know, ahead of time and that they matter and they count. Even if it is, I, I did a tour of two people yeah, <laughs> and yeah. those two people mattered. And yeah. Um, I enjoyed every minute with them, you know, and so there's something special about just being present with them in that moment and um, uh, making it personalized, if you will, you know, and then obviously the people I work with on the back end, I have some, you know, bakeries that I work with. And so honoring those people, you know, like one of the things, and I think I said this earlier, that I love about New York City desserts, and there are lots of other cities that have beautiful desserts, but... Right here in New York, there's a high concentration, right. and it's really, um, they're artists. You know, yeah. a lot of these bakeries, these people are making, this is their passion. Yeah. You know, and so they're not just making dessert for the sake of making dessert. They're made because they can't help it. Like, this is in them. This is gifted in them. And they're like little art pieces of artwork, a lot of these places that we go to. Um, and they're being creative. And so honoring them and what they have created is really another way that I try to integrate my faith into, you know, how I operate the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Well, um, we like to wrap up our podcast with what we like to call the fast five. Okay. Um, just additional questions to resource our listeners. So the first one is other than the Bible, what's a book that changed your life? Oh, I have like 5,000, <laughs> but when it comes to specifically this process I've been walking through, I would say the first that comes to mind is The Artisan Soul yeah. by Erwin McManus, which is a beautiful book just about how each of us has been created in the image of the creator, you know, mm-hmm. and in that we have the ability to create something um, with our lives. And so it kind of widens the net on the term creative, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, the term creative, it can be very limiting, you know, and uh, this book really paints a picture, huh? no pun intended, <laughs> paints a picture of how our greatest act of creation is the life we live, mm. you know, and how we, that is our masterpiece. And what does that look like? And so that was a really um, empowering book for me in this process. And then I think the other one would be Bread and Wine by Shauna Nyquist. I'm obsessed with that book. Uh, I think because for me, it drew like this parallel behind why food was such a draw for me. I, I love the idea of sharing 
a meal or in this case dessert around the table and laughing and the memories that are made when you're sharing a cupcake you know there's just something special about uh and slightly celebratory about dessert that just resonated with me and her book kind of drew that parallel the fact that food is really it's a community builder in yeah. a way. So yeah. those are my two books. Yeah, that's great. And we will we'll, uh, we will include links to those books in the show notes. Um, what podcast are you listening to now? Uh, so I'm listening to How I Built This. I think that's what it's called. It's about um, startup companies and how they were run and founded. It's very, very fascinating. And then, I mean, if you really want to know how big of a dork I am, <laughs> I am also listening to the West Wing Weekly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Oh, a favorite verse is so hard, but I think my, I mean, my life verse for a while now has been Psalm 25, verse 4 through 5. And it's, you know, it says, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, uh, guide me in your truth. And there's just something about it that always brings me back to reality. Like, you know what, mm -hmm. God, you show me your way, teach me your truth, you know, like just always learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. What is the best business advice advice you've ever heard? God's will for your life is not a tight rope. Hmm. Um, just that freedom to know that I'm not trying to balance on a thin, thin line. And if I lose balance, I fall into some of this, you know, that yeah. it's not God's intent to hide his will from me or to make it difficult to stay on that course. Yeah. You know, like our, uh, our journeys take lots of winding paths and uphill climbs and, uh, and that's okay. That's, you know, God's will is ultimately that we, you know, honor and glorify him. That's, that's the big secret, right? And right. and that looks a lot of different ways in a lot of different seasons. And so for me, it was just kind of freeing to, it was a great visual that I'm not trying to walk this straight, straight, tiny rope, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that was it. That's great. Yeah. And what advice would you give to someone who needs inspiration right now? Oh, I would say speak your heart, you know, say out loud what is bubbling up in you, you know, mm -hmm. I, for me, that was the most powerful thing. I, like I said earlier, I had lots of ideas, always had ideas. Um, but there's a moment when you sit somebody down and you say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. And you just say it out loud. And suddenly it takes on a completely different meaning. You know, there's something about, there's something powerful about just saying it out loud. Yeah, that's great. Where can people find you online? So the website is DessertToursNYC.com and also on Instagram, DessertToursNYC. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank my guest, Stephanie Shilo, for joining the episode today. For more information about Stephanie, including our video interview, show notes from today's episode, and where to find Stephanie online, visit dawnsadler.com slash Stephanie. This has been the Your Purpose is Calling podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sadler. To hear more conversations with Christians who are finding their purpose, redefining work, and changing their world, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. 
I'd like to thank our sponsor, Counterculture Christian Business Conference in New York City. For more information, visit counterculturenyc.com. Have thoughts or questions about today's episode? Join the conversation by following me on Instagram at Don Sadler. Thanks for listening.